Welcome everyone to Elevate. I am your host, Dr. Corey Sandra, chiropractic physician, outdoor enthusiast, and occasional actor. Our mission at Elevate is to help you elevate your life to new levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, with incredible information in the field of health and wellness from a holistic, natural approach. Let's get rolling. Welcome everyone to Elevate, episode 11. Been away for a few weeks. I've been working on some post-doctorate training, continuing education. Been doing a lot of fishing, a little bit of skiing. Had a family member pass away, so it's been a little hectic the last few weeks, but things have finally calmed down and finally decided it's time to get back in the studio and record another podcast. So today we're going to talk about the emotional or psychological side of health. You know, if we look at the human body, you know, we have the physical body, which includes the structural components, the the bones, the organs, the muscles, the ligaments and tendons. Then we have the physiology, and then we deal with the spiritual component, the metaphysical component, but there's the emotional and psychological component as well. And what we're going to talk about today is where emotions and trauma where they're stored in the body. Most of this information has been around for like 5,000 years because it was the Chinese when they were developing the acupuncture system, the meridian system, and charting the meridians and the acupuncture points. They also noted that when people had certain imbalances in certain meridians, they had imbalances with certain emotions that paired with those meridians as well as pairing with the organs. So for instance, when we're dealing with someone who has hepatitis or fatty liver, correspondingly, the liver meridian would be disrupted. But they also found that these people that had liver issues had certain emotional patterns. So dealing with the liver, you would tend to see a lot of anger and a lot of frustration. And when they attempted to balance the liver or the liver meridian, the emotions is balanced out as well. So I want to basically just make this kind of a fun podcast and just this is more fyi this is just kind of a reference of where the most common emotions the the 90 percenters where they tend to congregate in the body a lot of the more recent work has been um, taken from dr scott walker he's the developer of neuro emotional technique he's a chiropractor in california that about 30 something years ago he took a lot of the work from the chinese and the acupuncture system and was able to develop a system using the acupuncture points and using the vertebral segments to clear up trapped emotions and trapped traumas in the body. Uh, Another researcher, Dr. Alexander Holub, he's the author of Psychokinesiology. He developed a nice system to muscle test for trapped emotions and had a system to release the emotions. And then more recently, my good friend, Dr. Randy Roberts out of Las Vegas, Nevada, has his own system, Creative Emotional Wizardry. He's been, he has spent the last 20 plus years charting or mapping emotions and specific points on the body where these emotions are stored. And so I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to run through each organ and tell you which emotions you will usually see about 90% of the time. If we were to start with the head, primarily components of the brain, like the 
hypothalamus, the pituitary, and the pineal gland, you tend to see the emotions of useless, worthless, undeserving going into uh, also on the head if we look at the sinuses believe it or not the sinuses are real specific for two emotions so you know a lot of times a, a person has a sinus issue yeah it's usually a bacterial infection or a fungal infection but it also can be a, a trapped emotion and the, and the two biggest emotions I see in the sinuses are irritation usually you're irritated at somebody close to you and the other emotion is regret. So a lot of times I can work on someone who has clogged up sinuses and I, I won't find an, uh, an infection, but yet I check an emotion, oh, there's irritation or there's regret, and I ask him, what are you regretting? Who's irritating you? And I have that patient focus on the certain person or certain event. While I rub a few acupuncture points, adjust a few segments on the spine, and their sinuses open up. Dropping down into the neck, we look at the thyroid, we tend to see the emotions of paranoia and phobias. Someone who has an imbalanced thyroid, their emotions are all over the place. They're up and down. They're manic. They're bipolar. So someone who has really unstable emotions, it's always good to get a blood test and check the thyroid, but also you want to check paranoia or phobias. Par uh, the parathyroid gland deals with lost hope. Moving into the lungs, uh, the bronchi, the diaphragm, the trachea, what you typically tend to see is grief, sadness, suffering, anguish, longing, torment, yearning, you know, grief or loss of a loved one, a traumatic event. Even anxiety tends to store in the lungs. Heart, I typically see broken heart, heartache, betrayal, distrust, and in the arch of the aorta, anxiety and desperation. Uh, stomach, esophagus, disgust, worry, despair. And I talked about in an earlier podcast dealing with the stomach, if the cardiac valve, that's the valve between the esophagus and the stomach, if it's not functioning properly, you will have inadequate production of hydrochloric acid and you're not going to break down you're not going to be able to break down your food. So you're going to have digestive issues. So that cardiac valve is big for criticism. So someone who has GERD or heartburn or reflux, I always check the cardiac valve for criticism. The spleen and the pancreas, we tend to see low self-esteem, lack of control, where they've lost the sweetness of life. Moving into the liver, anger, frustration, even some rage, you'll see that in there. Gallbladder, the two big ones with the gallbladder is resentment and depression. It's a little interesting when we talk about the gallbladder because it happens to be pretty much the most common surgery you see in the United States. And usually it's women three to one. We look at the emotional components and the gallbladder. How many of these women are holding on to resentment? How many of these women are depressed and the emotions or the traumas haven't been appropriately processed. Granted, there can be a lot of digestive issues or a lot of dietary issues as well, but from an emotional standpoint, we look at resentment and depression. Now, sitting below the gallbladder is the common bile duct, and this is a biggie because there's only one emotion that stores in the common bile duct. The common bile duct allows the bile to flow from the gallbladder into the duodenum for digestion. 
biggest thing you will see in the common bile duct is the lack of forgiveness where we're not forgiving someone or something and we, we hold on to forgiveness that little common bile duct crimps up and blocks the flow of bile and we get again more digestive issues small intestines i see a lot it is a biggie and the reason why is abandonment so small intestines we tend to see abandonment deserted rejected feeling lost in life vulnerable insecure so anyone who has abandonment issues i always check the small intestines or anyone who has small intestine issues i check for abandonment large intestines are riddled with emotions typically uh, coercion forced feeling controlled judgment anal dogmatic you can have crying and weepy and melancholy in there as well so a lot of emotions in the large intestines more importantly between the junction of the small intestines and the large intestines is the ileocecal valve and there's two big emotions you will see there rage and hate and someone who has candida overgrowth frequently will have a disrupted ileocecal valve so i'm always checking rage and hate in the ileocecal valve moving on to the kidneys kidneys and the ureters we tend to see fear dread and impending doom those are the big ones dealing with the kidneys bladder is another big one we uh, tend to see uh, pissed off miffed paralyzed will frozen willpower terrified and physical or emotional abuse even some sexual abuse can store in the bladder so that's a big one if we move on to the reproductive organs prostate uterus testicles ovaries the groin or the genital region usually we tend to see guilt and shame those are the two big ones guilt shame suppressed feelings absence of thinking absence of feeling just really repressed emotions dealing with skin hair teeth we tend to see issues of feeling frigid or impotent or longing who do you long for even numbness skin is also interesting as far as dealing with uh, touch um, someone who has like fibromyalgia and they're uncomfortably in touched that's also a big one we see it as well if they have some unresolved trauma being um, physically or emotionally or sexually abused they they tend to have a be very tender to the touch of their skin also hair loss it also can mean a loss of power as well uh, oh, one of the organs i forgot to talk about was the thymus gland which is in the center of the chest behind the sternum the thymus gland is actually one of our power centers and so if you ever had your power taken away from you or you lost your power that tends to store in the thymus gland and if that's you have a lack of power loss of power disruption in t-cell function as well as the immune system so i always check the thymus for loss of power moving on to the adrenal glands typically deals with chaos so if we have adrenal fatigue or uh, cortisol imbalances i always check for chaos that's a big one and that that can stem clear back into childhood now other things to consider with the organs and emotions are metaphors so a metaphor can be stored in the body as well you know some of the more interesting metaphors you look at the stomach 
I can't stomach this or I can't stomach that. Or I'm doomed. That's kidneys. I'm so pissed off. That's the bladder. You know, I've, I've lost hope. Back to the parathyroid. Dealing with the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and the pineal. I am worthless. I don't deserve. I quit. It's futile. Why even try? So a lot of times when patients come into my office and they speak to me in these metaphors, well, that's also a key indicator of where to look in the body. Because again, a metaphor will store in the body and need to be resolved, need to be processed. I mean, this is just a partial list of emotions. I mean, I have a wall charts in my office that have hundreds and hundreds of emotions for each, each specific organ. But the emotions I went over with today are, those are the big ones. Those are the 90 percenters. Those are the ones you see 90% of the time. You know, every once in a while, we'll have to go dig for a smaller emotion. But the big ones tend to, what you see the majority of the time. You know, and, and how do I differentiate between emotional, mental, and psychological? Well, if someone has a psychological issue, that's usually from birth to about age seven. Most of our psychological traumas happen between birth and age seven. So when the psychological category comes up, I'm always looking for childhood issues. If the mental category comes up, that usually means it's subconscious. They're not aware of it. They're not consciously aware of it. So I have to go do some digging. And emotion, when something emotionally comes up, that usually means the recent past or the now or the recent or the near future. So, and again, I use muscle testing to determine is it emotional, is it psychological, is it mental, is it a metaphor? And then I have tools in my tool bag to help address these issues, you know, whether I use neuroemotional technique or creative emotional wizardry or theta healing, rapid eye technique or a combination. I tend to combine, take the best from each technique and meld it into my own system and use it to process these emotions out of the body. So in a nutshell, that's basically where emotions are stored in the body. And, you know, as we go through life, we have our good, we have our bad, we have our ups, we have our downs, we have our, we have our traumas. And, you know, a lot of the times the, the body does a wonderful job of processing events and processing traumas. But every once in a while, these traumas and these emotions can get trapped in the body and they tend to congregate to a specific organ. And then we can use the acupuncture system to free up these emotions with some of these wonderful techniques. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. Because if I have someone come into my office with, say, whiplash, and they've been in an auto accident, and I spend the first few visits adjusting their neck and strengthening muscles and stabilizing ligaments and tendons, and they're just not getting better. And even though the accident, maybe they were only in a rear-ended at 10, 15 miles an hour, which normally I see resolution in a few weeks, well, if they're not getting better, well, maybe they got in a fight with their spouse before they got in their car and they're thinking about the fight they had with their spouse and then boom, they get in an auto accident. Well, if we don't clear that emotion or that event, they're not going to get better. So, you know, emotions are big, you know, not every physical ailment has an emotional component, but you have to check because oftentimes it is there. 
So other than that, that's about it for today's podcast. Like I said, been doing a lot of fishing. The Provo River is hot right now. Uh, the sand, the not the salmon, the the rainbows are starting to spawn, so it's going to be real hot fishing. So if you fish, be sure to get out. Skiing is now spring skiing, so it's getting warm and it's getting thick and it's getting heavy. You know, so there's we don't have too much skiing left. Um, I had an interesting experience um, a few weeks ago. My uncle passed away. And I was one of the pallbearers at his funeral, and I had one of those uh, incredible experiences. Um, About two days after his funeral, I was fly fishing on the Provo, right in the middle of the river, fishing. Had their whole river to myself, had no one around me. All of a sudden, this swan just dropped out of the sky and landed about 50 yards in front of me in the middle of the river and proceeded to swim up to me and got within just maybe 10 feet of him and on my Facebook page Corey Saunders DC I actually have a video of this swan but what you know something kept bugging me about this swan you know originally I thought it was a domesticated goose but my son said no that's a swan dad and I said I don't you know there's something behind this swan and why am I thinking about my uncle it was my uncle who passed away and and then it dawned on me duh you know my uncle started a golf course in Leighton about 30 years ago called Swan Lakes Golf Course. His house up in Bear Lake is at, is at Swan Creek. And he also, I think, lived in a place in Vegas, like Swan Lakes Estate or something like that. So everything about swans, you know, was related to my uncle. Then all of a sudden, here comes a swan and comes right up to me. So it was kind of a cool experience, like talking to one of my cousins about it and you know, and she said, well, maybe he's looking after you or looking over you. So that was kind of a comforting thought and kind of a neat experience. So I just thought I'd share that with you. If you have any questions, have any comments, be sure to leave a comment on um, Apple Podcast or uh, be sure to leave a, uh, a review for me if you like. If you have any other questions or comments, again, you can email me at uh, dr.corey.ohd at hotmail.com. You can message me at Facebook at Corey Saunders DC. I have several Facebook pages, but Corey Saunders DC is my personal page, and that's the one I tend to respond to the most. Other than that, get out, have a great, wonderful, fabulous day, and go have some fun. Take care. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All information presented by the hosts, guests, and all other material is not intended as a replacement or treatment for any medical condition, nor is it intended to examine, diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. Before engaging in any healthcare decision, please seek the care and guidance of a qualified medical physician.